This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Ooh, welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. That coffee AM got me going, T. I don't know about you, but uh, we'll tell y'all about that a little bit later on the show. But, oh, man, I am wide awake around here. It is a $2 Tuesday. I don't know. I still don't, haven't quite figured out what we're paying $2 for, T. But um, I'm, I'm actually glad that you're here today. And I'm also glad that you are here, the listener, the viewer. And, and thank you for making us the your first listen and view of the day and remember we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast make sure you leave us a five star review because anything else less than that is unacceptable because we are great that's just how we get down all right so you know ronald Cunha didn't do his thing last night and I had some issues, T, with this baseball home run derby broadcast. I got some issues. We're going to talk about that. And, and as far as the Atlanta Falcons, Steve Weiss was popping off about Tyler Edgier. We'll talk about whether or not, that's our guy, by the way, whether or not he was right about what's going on with Tyler Edgier and his role in the Falcons offense. And last but not least, in for the culture, Kyle Pitts got issues with Madden. We'll talk about does he have a point or not. All of that coming up. But before we get to all of that, like I said, Ronald Cullion bowed out of the first round against Pete Alonzo of all people. Like, if you're going to lose to somebody, don't lose to them. anybody that has that New York Mets uniform on. Golly, T. Like, I mean, it was a it was a quick exit, you know, yeah. for, for Ronald Cullion last night. It just seemed like mm-hmm. he was just – he just wasn't quite right, and that's kind of how we've been feeling about him as far as this in the past maybe 25 games or so. He just hasn't been right. But the thing is, he had 19 home runs. Alonso mm-hmm. had 20. That was the same clip that they had in 2019 when he was fine. So right. I feel like the only difference is he met up with his nemesis in the first round versus the semifinals. So he, when I saw the matchups, I said, when I saw two and seven, I was like, yeah. Is probably not going to get out of the opening round just because of how Pete hits and how he can mm-hmm. hit at a clip. And of course, in that situation, probably just needed to get one over in order to move on to the next round. But yeah, to me, it was uh, like we said a couple days ago, I'm not overly concerned about Ronald Acuna Jr. where he is physically. I still say I, I believe it's more mental than anything. So yeah, mm-hmm. when I saw that that uh, matchup, I was like, ooh, it's going to be tough sledding for you, boy. No doubt about it. And one thing that was tough sledding for me watching this doggone home run derby was the doggone the analytics of the bats and home run derbies. It just yeah. got on my nerves. I'm just sitting up here like, this is not that situation. No. You're sitting up here saying, well, how much does that bat weigh? And then the, and even Carl Ravage even got to the point where he was just like, so what does that mean? And I'm sitting up here like, yes. Yes. What does that mean? And why does that matter that, that his bat weighs 31 ounces or this bat is 34 inches long or this bat is 32 ounces long? This, this I, company manufactured it. Wow. Right. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Talk about the home run derby. Have random conversations about each player. Like, give me some quirky stuff. Like, this is supposed to be light and fun. And you up here getting all serious. Every time I hear numbers, I'm like, ah, serious. Ah. I'm like, 
Yeah, I'm just like, man, that just that just hurt me to you. I don't know about you, but that thing, it was, it just got on my nerves at that point. I'm just like, dude, shut up. <laughs> you had so much fun with that. I mean, you had three contestants out of the NL East, a division right. that is highly contested. That could have been one storyline for you. I mean, I'm sure there were others, but that one comes to mind. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, yeah, they really blew it. In fact, I'll be honest. Once Ronald Acuna Jr. was ousted, I, I tapped out because it was I don't just, blame you. I, I don't like, blame you. <laughs> I just was like, I can't take this. Like, I hope we get better tonight. We actually hope you tap in to the folks over at Dave T. Tell everybody about what's going on with Dave and how they've been making sure they're checking out Locked On Sports Atlanta. Yes, Check out sure. some of our friends over there, Dave. Yes, keep it 100. We've all been in this situation at some point in our lives when we were let little tight on cash, maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in that tank. We know that's real these days, right? And you're wondering how you're actually going to afford to maybe get a gift if you're invited to a shower. Well, that's where Dave can help. A friend of mine used to always say there is no stress like financial stress. And that's facts. It's facts. Dave can help you get out of that pinch when you really need it. And listen, hindsight is 2020. You certainly can't change the past. But what if you could maybe get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit checks needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, like I know some people are right now, you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. And again, the future you will thank you. No doubt about it. And as far as speaking of what's the future and tonight, Steve, the All-Star Game is going down. And we all know that the Braves have five guys who will be there. We got Ronald Acuna, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, William Contreras, and Travis D'Arno. Out of all of these guys, who do you think has the best chance to maybe potentially get that MVP? I'm going to go with Austin Riley. I'm going to mm. go with the hot hand, the, the current I'm you on that one. Yes. 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 And sometimes that all that reserve, if you will, for an all-star game has a little something to prove, you know, a little chip right. on the shoulder about not being selected outright. So I would not be surprised. Of course, it would be welcome, a welcome to Braves country because they haven't seen an all-star MVP since Brian McCann back in 2011. I'm like, gosh, it's been over a decade since a Brave won MVP. So, yeah, I'm just going to. Hopefully, tip our hats. Hopefully, we'll all tip our hats later to Austin Riley as MVP. You're talking about 27 home runs before the break. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. He's been just absolutely just killing it on all aspects, from especially specifically at the plate. And I was actually really excited for him when when they, he yeah. got the call to you know, go ahead saying that he's going to be on the All Star team. I think it's just a super super cool thing. Um, and also. Another little super cool thing that kind of we found out about 
Mm-hmm. Instead of if the game ends in a tie, we all know about the debacle several years back, uh, and you know uh, Bud Selig was like, "Yeah, let's go into extra innings." Oh yeah, that's right. cool. Right. <laughs> in an exhibition right. game that really doesn't mean anything, right. um, they're gonna do a home run derby tee yeah, to I determine like the winner of the game. What do you think about that? Boy, do I like that. So on the National League side. We get to see, potentially, if, if it gets to a tie, we get to see Acuna again. We get to see Alonso again and also Kyle Schwarber. And on the, um, excuse me, American League side, Ty France, Julio Rodriguez, who absolutely killed it. Killed it. Around ever. Slow down on the Ken Griffey comparisons, please. Let the man yeah. just breathe. Right. Let him play. Right. You know, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and he, of course, will be up there with Kyle Tucker should mm-hmm. there be a tie. So I love it. I think that is going to be so cool. I mean, I hope that it doesn't come to that. I hope it's just nine innings and we're done here. Right, but yeah. if it comes to it, this is so much better than just flat out extra innings. Yes. Nobody wants to see more innings in the extra ba- or more extra innings in an exhibition game. I'm, right. I promise you that a lot of people will agree with that. <laughs> no doubt about that. What I think a lot of people will agree with is Kirby Smart is a, a pretty good head coach, right? I think that's I think that's pretty safe to say. But I, I think that one thing that was I thought was interesting in the SEC media days, um, Lane Kiffin was speaking to um, that presentation, as they're calling it for some reason. I don't know why they're calling that. All right, presentation. All right, I'm a head coach. I'm Lane Kiffin. That's me. That's a presentation. I guess so. Anyway, um, I think that he referenced Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. When talking about, because you know, a lot of times people, a lot of the questions are geared towards Alabama and Nick Saban yeah. for a lot of obvious reasons. Real you know, the guys right. has a lot of national championships, and mm-hmm. and I think that when you think about college football coaches throughout the country and yeah. being referenced a lot, and I think that it's, I think it was kind of interesting that Lane Kiffin would reference Kirby Smart, mm-hmm. and I know for me is. You know, he got his one national championship, but I think that when you start, I think you got to start to win multiple national champions in order to get into the the, the embedded college football coaches, meaning Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. And I think that Kirby Smart might be on the precipice of being in those conversations, given that, you know, we heard what we heard from Lane Kiffin yesterday. Right. And I think what also helps that case is when you're consistently in the top three maybe the top five in a bad year for your recruiting classes and the number of right. players you consistently, consistently. <laughs> NFL as well. Mm-hmm. So I think he is, yes, he's right there on the cusp of being in that conversation. Even Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach for Missouri, referenced Kirby uh, oh. by way of uh, Todd Munkin in the tight ends room. But his reference was that Georgia is that great that nothing except a championship is what the expectation is for them. And when you mm-hmm. get to that point where like legitimately, because I know dogs fans before last year were still expecting a championship, but now it is a true expectation in the way that Tide fans and Clemson fans have the same expectation. It's, it's, it feels, it's, it, it's hitting different. It's, it feels different. And I do believe that's why we're hearing more and more. Yes, you're still gonna hear about Nick Saban. Yes, we will hear about Dabo Sweeney come ACC media days but you will continue to hear about Kirby Smart the rest of this week because he is becoming that guy. No doubt about it. And I think that, you know, Kirby with what he's doing, I think the recruiting thing is huge. Like he's real big on recruiting and, and it's kind of, and it's shown, 
because mm-hmm. like you said, he's been in the top three, top five recruiting classes for the last, what, seven years since he's been there, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. seemingly, <laughs> you know, so I think that that's a, that's a thing that it really, really matters. And, and mm-hmm. once you get them there, once you get those big boy recruiting classes, you actually do some with them and develop them yeah. to get them to the point where they actually justify those mm-hmm. rankings once they, once they, you get them in the building. And I think he's done an excellent job of that as well. Now, I think T is something that that happened today. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Falcons rookies reported. Wow, we are very, very close to actual yes. football practice in pads. <laughs> um, but there is a rookie running back by the name of Tyler Algier. We'll talk about whether or not that is the steal of the draft for the Atlanta Falcons 2022 draft class. We'll talk about why we feel that way or why not. Stick around. This is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra and that is Jarvis. We appreciate you guys for hanging with us once again. And as always, check out our podcast wherever you download the rest of your podcast and be sure to give us a five-star review like you have been doing we always always appreciate that kind of support and you know what else we appreciate here on atl day ones when we are one step closer to football like real football like pads Mm -hmm. on the players football and it is here because rookies have reported to Flowery Branch today. So, you know, we started our conversation yesterday talking about some rookies who we might have our eyes on at training camp. And listen, we know Arthur Smith is going to have his eyes on some folks too, evaluating them to see who could potentially be a key player, whether that's on offense or defense form. But interestingly enough, our friend to the show, Steve Weish, also he of NFL Network, was asked the question about the rookies and kind of who would make that impact. And he said, quote, the Falcons have high expectations from this rookie class. Here's an offensive skill player who could start things up from day one. And he was talking about Tyler Algier. So my question to you, Jarvis, is this. It has been six years, six years since a Falcons running back has cracked the thousand yard rushing mark for the season. So how important could Tyler Algier be to the success of this offense? And do you think he might be the steal of this draft for the Falcons? I think he can be. I, I think it's it's set up for him to be, you know, just from a skill set standpoint and a talent standpoint. And oh, that's yeah. based off of who's in front of him. You know, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people saying, well, he got Cordero Patterson in front. But let me explain something. Cordero Patterson is a guy that they don't want to use him too much, meaning they don't want to get him they got a set number in their mind as far as touches per game. They probably won't admit to that, but just kind of looking at the um, games from last year, and you just kind of understand that. Okay, oh well, he had he was rushing the ball at four to five yards a carry on this mm-hmm. in this particular game. We only had ten carries. There's a reason why yes. because you know Cordell Patterson, no spring chicken. They want to be able to use him for the entire season, and I think that you know you had you brought Mike Davis in last year mm-hmm. to fill that gap to get those touches and be potentially a guy that you can put in on the goal line to get those in short yardage situation. And I think that Tyler Algier is a guy who's going to be able to step in that role and fulfill it because we know Mike Davis, he didn't do that. He didn't do that well from a, a yards per carry standpoint. He just didn't, it wasn't there. Now, granted, offensive line issues, yeah. run blocking, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. All that aside, I think there are still, there's still some consistency with Davis and, 
his production in that in that particular category has yes. has been prevalent throughout his career and, and mm-hmm. it showed last year and there's a reason why the Falcons let him go. And I think that with Algier though, mm-hmm. I, I think they're gonna be he's gonna be put in a lot of situations to be productive. He it's just gonna be a matter of him being able to make some people miss right. and using that, you know, that mindset, that that linebacker mentality, which he played in college, to be able to attack the ball, attack that line of scrimmage, press the line of scrimmage, and be able to find the, the right hole so he can get up there and, and make some plays for mm-hmm. Arthur Smith because we know how important the running game is for him. Absolutely. And I'll tell you guys, I have thoughts on Algier. I pretty much agree with Jarvis on that. But before I give you guys my thoughts on Algier, he'll give you his thoughts on that online. My thoughts on Bet Online is the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's uh, Major League Baseball All Star Game, is going down tonight. Go on the BetOnline.net and see what you could do. Are mm-hmm. right, you can probably put some some scratch hole on the on the All Star MVP. We talked about Austin Riley being our favorite here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Go and check that bad boy out and put some money down, you know, and then give us a little kickback once you make some money. Now, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. You could throw MMA in there, even boxing. Go ahead and check out golf. Man, Cameron Smith actually killed it the other day. Man, you probably would have made a lot of money if you would have done that. But, you know, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action. They have podcasts and all that good stuff. All the information you need to be able to go ahead and make some money. You know, Las Vegas not doing that, but BetOnline.net, they are doing it just for you. It is where the game starts. Yes. And the Falcons think the game will be starting and maybe won or lost based on where they go with their run attack. And I want to just co-sign with what you said, what our boy Steve Weiss said as well. I don't think it's Tyler Algier. I do think he mm-hmm. could be the steal of the draft for the Falcons, and I do think it can pay big dividends for them because, again, when you look at the Falcons, a team that literally finished among the bottom four teams in all the key categories, rushing attempts, rushing yards, average yards per carry, t- rushing touchdowns. I mean, you name it, they finished bottom in the barrel. The bottom so team. Like, right, like we always say, oh, oh, the only thing you can do is go up. Right, that's it. You have to be better. You have no choice. You also made a great point about Cordero Patterson and the fact that he was limited in his touches out of the backfield. And that's because they also rely on him as a receiver and low key here and there. They'll put him in special team situations as well. And towards the end of last season, they did kind of allude to the fact that they're going to monitor the number of touches he gets in every phase of the game because they needed him in every phase of the game and probably will on some level again this year and then with Algier you know he's that guy who his record-breaking amount of rushing yards boom with 23 touchdowns he led the FBS last season so I'm going to be encouraged Jarvis that that is at least in some way going to carry over into the league we surely hope so and you got to love the fact that in addition to CP now you're going to have yourself a weapon in that backfield who is also a pass catcher in Algier so I like it like the sneaky fast thing that he does. The only thing is he's a rookie. So you just hope that he's going to hold on to the ball and that <laughs> he's going to be that guy who you can go to on third and short to move those chains. But the other thing I wanted to ask you is this, Jarvis, when we talked yesterday, you know, just kind of we've been doing a deep dive over the last few weeks in position groups. But I wondered, especially next 
the 26 will come and it'll be the entire team there. What one position group are you going to be looking at where you say, Ooh, I can't wait to see what they're working with. You know what? I, I know I say, you know, me being a former defensive lineman, it would be easy for me to say, yeah, let me go with the edge versus uh, defensive line, right? But you know what? I've been really excited about seeing. I, I really am looking forward to seeing the development of Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins because I believe if those guys are out there starting, I think Falcons fans need to watch out because these guys are some playmakers. Hawkins is a guy, he's going to bring that hat. He don't mind mixing it up. And he has a knack for the ball, and we already know what Richie Grant. Well, I know what Richie Grant, you know, brings to the table from a ball hawking standpoint. I know a lot of people are like, well, we didn't see none of that, but you know, but he has some struggles with some issues getting on the field. I, it's coming. Be aware because if those guys are on there, day one uh, against the New Orleans Saints on September 11th, my goodness, y'all better watch out because those guys are they thirsty for the rock, and I think that they're gonna actually do. Exactly what they need to do. So that safety group for me is is something that I, I'm definitely going to have. My, I'm, I can't wait to see what those guys' development looks like. Oh, yeah. And I like that example that you gave because, yeah, they're going to get a test right out of the gates where you're talking about Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and really just that whole wide receiver room for the Saints. They have they've really gone in. The they're office. loaded. They are exactly. loaded on there. <laughs> Ross Jackson told us that. <laughs> yeah, they're giving James Winston some toys to work, to work with. Indeed. In the receiving course. So, yeah, that whole secondary for the Falcons is definitely a group you want to see what they're working with because they're going to get a test right out of the gates. But I'm going to go back to adding to Tyler Algier being a sneaky good grab for the Falcons. And I'm going to be watching that entire running back room because mm. I think that there are some intriguing pieces there. Damian Williams, does he yep. have, what does he have left in the tank? I think that right. is a huge question mark that's going to be answered, hopefully, as we see him progress through training camp. Also, we've still got questions, Jarvis, that we've had for years about Kadri Allison. I mean, first of all, we don't even know if the team will keep him. I ain't asking no questions. I know where he is. <laughs> sorry. My bad. Be nice, Jarvis. Be nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I understand why. <laughs> I understand why you're saying that. But now we're two years in to mm -hmm. the Arthur Smith regime. And now we can really see this can be like it is for other players in other position groups that shall remain nameless. Yes. This will be a make or break season for many guys. And for Q, this is probably the make or break for him. So I'm going to be looking to see, okay, just what is the depth in this running back core? Let's just see what it is. But where we know that there won't be any issues and we are very excited about what they're going to, I mean, all eyes are, have been on them since last year's draft and now adding this year's draft, it's the wide receiver pat, slash tight end room and what they're going to be doing. But we think they're good. We even think some of them are great, but apparently not everybody feels the same about how we feel about Kyle Pitts. We'll talk about it on the other side in For the Culture. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. I'm up here looking like I'm about to go work out. I just, you know, you just, <laughs> sorry. It's T, like, I don't know about you, but it seems like sometimes with, with, with me, I kind of get, and you've been around me for a while, like, I just get really comfortable with what I put on, right. meaning sometimes 
I, I may look like a homeless man, but I think I might be really close today. Like, I got my little workout shirt on. And amazingly, <laughs> so I'm like, like, I really wore this today? Right. And I'm always thinking, like, man, listen, I can't look like that. I, I can't look like I'm about to go to the gym. Because I'm always, right. every other day, I'm headed to the gym. Just can't look like it when I'm on air, on our show, right? Indeed. Indeed. Like, there are a lot of people checking us out here. Like, yeah, we appreciate you checking us out uh, on your uh, on your podcast daily uh, we, remember we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and uh wherever you download your podcast make sure you leave us a five-star review you can check me out and look like um i don't make any money for a living and i'm just coming on the show and just talking about sports um but yeah i appreciate that let me know you know i, I don't i don't mind you know having a conversation about it that's just how i get down you know that's just how we are but t it is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the heck we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down on here. We do what we want to do, and we hope you enjoy it. If you don't, keep coming. Well, you, you'll eventually, you'll, you'll like something that we're going to do. <laughs> You're going to like something at some point, at some time. Otherwise, you're just a fogey, old fogey, and you just don't like life. But we don't. We know you're not that. I am running my mouth today. Okay, anyway, so T, um, Kyle Pitts. You know, Madden, you know, Madden is like a really big deal for a lot of people. And it used to be a really big deal for me um, mm -hmm. because we used to host a Madden night. With me and my boys used to get together and went, we used to wait to we used to buy the game, you know, at midnight. Then that's we'll cool. play all night and everything. We'll take days off of work and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. that sounds really cool, right? Yeah, we don't do none of that crap anymore. <laughs> you know, like lives, wives, that stuff. Just just not going down that way. But um the ratings came out, and Kyle Pitts, you know, overall pretty solid. I think he's an 81 yeah. overall. Yes. And but there's a uh, his uh, his release rating was a little kind of kind of a little shaky. You know, right. you know, it was a different color. You know how all the ratings were green, and then uh -huh. that one was a little orangish, almost reddish a little bit. And it was like, wait a minute. So came across a video of Kyle Pitts going up against Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco, and it made it where he had released so quickly that that Chad was just like. Wait a minute. We had a rep already. <laughs> like, uh, I thought we haven't even started yet. And I think that I think it was pretty cool that how Madden kind of plays to those things because you know football players. You know, most of the time, most of the stuff don't bother them. But you know, it's kind of funny to see grown men complaining about their ratings on a video game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we have seen that like over and over again. Every year it happens. <laughs> it, it, it can be veterans. Like, don't just think it's the young guys. We've mm -hmm. seen veterans fall out about their ratings. But yeah, that video was absolutely hilarious. And the funny, it's funny because it's Kyle Pitts. And everybody right. knows Kyle Pitts to be a kind of quiet guy, if you will, not really talkative, unless he wants to talk, because he talks to mm -hmm. me all the time. But if he wants to talk to me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got a little, you know, sense of humor about him as well. But I don't think it's on display nearly as much as you know people would want it to be. So I love that video so people can see the other side of Kyle Pitts. And Loki, I hope that that might be motivation for him to show Madden all of what they missed out on. Show it on the field this coming season. <laughs> no doubt about it. Like we're definitely looking for a lot of production from a, a Mr. Kyle Pitts, specifically in the red zone. You know, not that I'm you know, implying anything. Uh, but uh, speaking of somebody that's not going to be implying anything, Tanitra, tell the people about Coffee AM and what they got going on. You know, it started me off. I got off to a really good start today with Coffee AM. Tell the folks some more information so they can dive into it as well. 
Yeah, it looks like Kyle Pitts may have had a cup of coffee at him before he got that <laughs> release video going. But anyway, as always here in Atlanta, and listen, maybe he did because why? He's an Atlanta-based company, so he could very well have right touched the, the small batch, the small batch rather, coffee roaster in this country, the best one, Coffee AM. So you hear us talk about it all the time. Freshness, that's something that's really important. I mean, you want your coffee to be fresh and if it's shipped to you, you don't want it to taste like it's days old, right? You want to taste, you want it to taste like Coffee AM's does, that it's been roasted either that same day or not far from it when you place your order. And you're talking about current crop specialty grade coffee that has really been shipped in from all over the world. We're talking about direct trade, we're talking about fair trade, organic, whatever it is that floats your boat, they actually have the products for you. So you can go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Take a look at that full menu because again, it's not just about coffees, it's about teas and even really cool gift sets that you can give friends and family. And if you go there and you go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on, if you use that URL, then you can uh, plug, plug in the coupon code locked on at checkout. That means 15% off for you, which is a good look on your first order, again, of coffees, teas, or gift sets. I'll give it to you one more time so that you don't forget. Coffeeam.com slash backlash for the best small batch coffee roaster in the country. Go check it out. One thing that, uh, before we get out of here, though, T, we got to talk about this dude, right? There's this dude. He was in Minomi, Minomi. Washington, uh Wisconsin, and uh, you know he he came up with this bright idea to try to rob a jewelry store. Now, looking at the video, the man walks into the jewelry store. T, kind of all casual, got his glass sunglasses on, dark shades or something. I guess he's trying to be discreet, and he goes into his pocket. Once he gets up to the little, the little display glass, he pulls out a brick and tries to break the glass with the brick. But couldn't break the glass with the brick. <laughs> and like hit it multiple times. I was like, dude, like, like, do you not weigh how much do you weigh? A hundred pounds? Like, why are you not breaking this glass with a a whole brick in your hand? I just yeah. didn't get it. So he after the failed attempts, there was a you know, an employee ended up running them out of the store, and she was just as small as he was. And I don't even know what she had in her hand. It looked like she had like a, a rope or something, like she was gonna tie him up or something and call the police. But I like it just seemed like he's just, you know, I'm not saying I'm the, a professional criminal or anything like that, but I know for a fact that I probably would have came up with a better idea than that to, to try to go get some jury tea. Yeah, that was straight out of the dumb criminals file. And somebody who literally, it seems the like- The biggest he was, one. Yeah, like he was just walking down the street haphazardly and said, wow, I'd like to rob this jewelry store. And oh, wait a minute, there's a brick on the ground. Let's see if that'll work for me. I mean, that's literally how you felt when you watched that video. Like this man did not give this any thought. He literally just said, la la la, doo doo doo. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll just rob this jewelry store. Dumb and dumber, that's all we can say. But hopefully we're going to see some smart play tonight for the All-Star Game. Excited to see all of these Braves lighted up, hopefully, for the National League and get themselves a win tonight. Of course, we're going to talk about that. We'll also talk about SEC Media Days. We know Alabama was represented today. Georgia will take the podium tomorrow. So I'm sure there will be more about that to talk about. And who knows, anything else happening in the sports world and ATL will tell you about it here on ATL Day One's your first stop on the Locked On Sports Atlanta network. And of course, make your second stop A to Z with Mark Zeno. So appreciate you guys stopping by again today. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>